My name is Deborah. I'm a writer who loves all things money. I'm Hui Yu, and I'm a financial advisor who wants to help you fall in love with money. And you're listening to Good Girls Talk About Money, the monthly podcast where we talk about how you can build a clearer picture of your financial well-being and be more confident about money in general. Hi everyone, welcome back to Good Girls Talk About Money. Yep, hi everyone. I hope everyone's having a good March. Oh, it was really hot, but thank God for the rain today. What a relief. But there <laughs> goes my laundry. Uh, so what have you been up to the last two weeks? Uh, I went for a course uh, on it's called Facilitating Powerful Conversations. Um, I, it was absolutely draining. I shouted and cried a lot. So now I'm still recovering. Oh my God, tell me more about it. <laughs> I know that's not the point of our show, but what, what, what is a power conversation and Powerful why would it make you cry and scream and shout? Uh, I guess because when, you, when, okay, when I dialogue with someone ordinarily, it wouldn't get very personal. It wouldn't get very revealing. But since I'm on course, mm-hmm. then the facilitator prompted certain um, uh, questions like homosexuality, um, religion, um, how, how I, the challenges that as a gay person I face in Singapore about how I can't get married to the mm. person I love. So, and then when I shared, then some, some Christians shared their apology or, or just, yeah, and therefore things started getting quite heated. Okay. Mm. But this was supposed to be more of a, bis- like a power conversation in the Business context or really was just a power conversation for just about anything, anything, anything anywhere. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Mm. Well, like news on my side, I've been having this weird eye infection for three days now. My, my entire right eye is swollen and tearing nonstop. I don't think it's conjunctivitis, but yeah, maybe it's just a tear duct infection. Oh dear. Yeah. I have some eye drops for the cat that I'm not I sure. I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, what are we what what are we going to talk about today in today's episode? We are talking about Bitcoin, as requested by some of our listeners. Yeah, okay, that's 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 a really interesting topic and one that has been gaining a lot of attention from anyone who's into money. But let's make some disclaimer first. First of all, we're not experts in Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. Uh, we are here just to get you maybe up to scratch with the kind of conversations. Um, that's been surfacing around this topic Mm. and also to share our personal um, experience with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency. And, you know, please do not take any investment advice uh, from us. And if you do, we do caution you to do so with care. Yes, which is a very important disclaimer because um, I will repeat once again that Mm. we are not professionals on Mm. Bitcoin on the topic of uh, cryptocurrency. We are just sharing our own investment experience with mm. uh, cryptocurrency. And maybe if listeners out there are interested but not sure where to start, how to start, yep. um, something that we can share. Okay, so maybe let's talk about how each of us uh, came to know about Bitcoin. So why don't you tell us how, how you got to know about Bitcoin Okay, I would say 
you started it before me because you were the one. I remember a few years ago, you were telling me about Bitcoin and how you bought Bitcoin. Mm. But back then, I was still very, very cautious. And I, I thought it was too speculative. I mean, if, you, if, you, if you've been tracking the prices of Bitcoin, it fluctuates like mad, even on a daily basis sometimes. Um, it can go to... It can cross the 50,000 USD mark. It can drop back down to 46,000 within a week. So I had my um, reservations back then. But I must say, you were quite a pioneer. <laughs> well, in case you think that I'm a millionaire right now, my dear listeners, let me just clarify that even though I found out about Bitcoin a few years ago, I did not buy enough of it to make me an overnight millionaire. <laughs> And we are not doing this recording at Sentosa Cove. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're pretty near Sentosa Cove, <laughs> just are. across the road or something. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, what made you decide to jump into Bitcoin this year? Interestingly, I was having dinner with my clients. Um, yeah, two of my clients. And they were telling me about Bitcoin. They, okay, in a span of 20 minutes, they gave me the whole history of Bitcoin, how it started, why they started investing in Bitcoin last year during Circuit Breaker, when they had time, when they were at home. Okay, so what really got my attention is when they told me that approximately every four years, Bitcoin will be halved. Yes, right? correct. Okay, approximately every four years. And ultimately, okay, it will be halved until only 21 million Bitcoin are in circulation. And this in contrast to how governments cope with um, crisis, which is just printing money and devaluing currency, traditional currency, which has got me thinking a lot about inflation before I got into Bitcoin. So now that we have a finite resource, it's pretty much like gold, where it's finite. I think um, that got me seriously thinking about diversifying my assets. So what about you? Why did you get into Bitcoin? Well, I think it started because of blockchain. So a few years ago, I was actually working in an ad tech startup, so education technology. And um, a lot of companies that we were dealing with were sort of on the cusp of what they call digital innovation, right? And digital transformation. And blockchain was definitely one of those hot topics that, you know, they wanted to learn about, they wanted their employees to learn about. And of course, when you start talking about blockchain, then Bitcoin will definitely come into the conversation. Um, I would suggest you do some further reading on it um, for those of you listening to this. But my very basic explanation of this is um, blockchain encompasses way, you know, way beyond what Bitcoin is. Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. Blockchain is like an entire system by itself. It includes things like Ethereum and you know, other um, kind of systems that people would use to do other stuff, right? But Bitcoin is just part of that whole blockchain conversation, okay? And that was how I got to know about Bitcoin. And then um, out of curiosity, I decided, hey, you know what? Why not just go invest in, in one Bitcoin? At that point in time, Bitcoin was only, what, 5,000 USD? Wow, one-tenth the current value. I know. I should have just stuck Held to it. my guns. Yes, that's right. So, imagine, um, imagine. went on an exchange, put some money in, decided after a while that the volatility was something that I really, really didn't like. And then I got rid of it and read news about Bitcoin, but didn't really get into it. Um, this year, I joined a fintech. Mm. and No, last year, I joined a fintech. And in October... Um, our headquarter launched a cryptocurrency uh, feature on our app. 
Um, it's not available in Singapore just yet. And one of the contests that they did uh, to drum up the awareness for this uh, product was to let our customer win a Bitcoin. Wow. Yes, that was in October when I think Bitcoin was about $15,000 USD. So that $15,000, right? So all you had to do was to set up a recurring uh, buy for Bitcoin and your name gets entered into a draw and somebody wins one Bitcoin. Uh, fast forward to January, the price of Bitcoin went crazy and everyone is still talking about it. So um, I decided not to wait for, sorry, sorry boss. I decided not to wait for my company to launch our cryptocurrency product in Singapore. I tried another exchange that uh, a friend has recommended. So I put some money into it, uh, less than a thousand dollars okay not as much as you did so so um yeah so i'm just trying to find my way back onto the whole cryptocurrency thing again maybe since you mentioned you used another platform mm. um our listeners might be curious to know what platforms to mm. use so which one do you use i'm using gemini Gemini, okay. I'm so Gemini using, yeah. is founded by the Winklevoss uh, twins. Ah, okay. Those of you who are, who've watched the movie Social Network, yes. you will find that name very familiar. So I'm using Gemini and um, it's got other kind of cryptocurrency on it besides Bitcoin. There's Ethereum, Litecoin, Filecoin, Uniswap, you know, stuff like that. So I put some money into Bitcoin, some money into Ethereum. Out of curiosity, because of an article I read, I have recently put in some money in Filecoin and Uniswap. Yeah, I haven't heard. Yeah, so which which um, exchange are you on right now? I use CoinHako. Mm -hmm. It was recommended by the same clients who spoke to me mm -hmm. about it. So I was, I was lazy. I used the link that they sent me. So yeah, but they also mentioned mm -hmm. the risk of... Okay, they, they said some people are concerned about um, having their, their coins on the exchange. Yeah. And if the exchange closes down or if the if the founder passes away and, and nobody knows the password, then the customers lose their coins, which apparently has happened before. I'm mm -hmm. not too sure. So they advised me to buy my own wallet. Wallet, yes. Which um I bought. I haven't started using it. I haven't okay. transferred my Bitcoin to the wallet yet. Yeah. So I'm not too sure how it works. Well, judging from the amount you told me that you've invested in Bitcoin, I would say you should Consider getting a wallet ASAP. Okay. Yeah. I like, have it. I have it. See, I haven't. I have. I just haven't looked at it. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. So. So besides just you know putting money into Bitcoin on CoinHako and stuff like that, how else are you learning about Bitcoin and reading up about it? Uh, I guess now with um algorithm. Uh, it, it comes up in my Facebook feed, all these news or like um, I come across it on LinkedIn. So I'm just reading whatever I can and I also Google videos to watch, which mm -hmm. I sometimes find easier. Just watch the whole, okay, it was about an hour. Mm. I posted it recently, a couple of weeks back, yep. um, which got some interest, uh, which prompted this topic today. And I found that, that video quite useful. In, in an hour, it summarized how Bitcoin first started, what's the purpose, and why it's so expensive now. Mm. Okay. And there is speculation, of course, or yeah. prediction, whatever you call it, that Bitcoin can hit 100k USD by the end of this year. Yeah. Okay. And that is the conservative estimate. Mm. Some people are even predicting that it can go up to 200k USD 
but um, I will just be conservative. I will just hold it for the long term. If it goes up to 100, I'm happy. Mm. If it remains at 50, I'm okay. Yep. If it goes further down, which I am prepared for, because since the time, I think since two weeks ago that I started buying, the price has indeed gone down. Yep. So as of now, I am making a loss, a slight mm. loss. But for the past few days, it has been steadily climbing back up. Yep. So I think the one thing that I need to highlight to our listeners is that if you do want to invest in Bitcoin, it has to be money that you are willing to part with. So maybe start with a small amount first. Like me. Yes, just, <laughs> just to test waters. Because yeah. it, it fluctuates so crazily, you might lose, say, I don't know, 50 or 80% of the value overnight. Yes, correct. And not many people can stomach that kind mm. of uh, volatility. Yeah, talking about investing in Bitcoin, volatility, making losses, and being able to stomach those losses, right? Here's a question that I'm curious about, you know, and I'm going to ask you, putting it out there. Do you see Bitcoin as an investment tool or do you see Bitcoin as something else altogether? What is your attitude towards Bitcoin? I see it as an alternative um, investment tool, yes, you mm. can say that. Um, it's a diversification of what I already have, mm. which are the more traditional um, asset classes like equities, uh, unit trusts. I think there is a very large possibility that it might become the future currency and replace our, our, our paper money, our, our traditional currency as we mm -hmm. know it right now. Um, and I am quite uncomfortable with the fact that when crisis happens, governments just print money yep. to solve the problem, mm -hmm. which causes a lot of inflation, which devalues the money. Mm. And since we said just now that Bitcoin gets halved every approximately four years, it's a nice counterbalance to this infinite money that's just being printed every time a crisis happens. Mm. So for me personally, that is the one thing I have an issue with when it comes to Bitcoin. And that is the one thing also that's keeping me from really going full on with a lot of money into Bitcoin. As much as I believe that it is the future of money that is going to change the way money works in the world, right? So some of my reasons, you may or may not agree and I may not be talking sense, but please bear with me here because, um, yeah, I mean, this is just my personal opinion. Okay, so when I first learned about Bitcoin, you know, everyone was talking about how it's decentralized, it's, mm. you know, deregulated, there is no need for, you know, human to human trust anymore because, you know, it's a blockchain, it's immutable, all these hot um, keywords that people would use when they try to tell you that or pretend to, to know what they're talking about, like I am here. <laughs> yeah, so if it is, such a, it is such a radical way of looking at money, right, first of all. But that was back in 2016, you know, when I started talking to you about Bitcoin. So about, mm. what, five years have passed. But in this five years, right, personally, I haven't seen much change in the way we see Bitcoin. Mm. or in the way the world sees Bitcoin. Let me explain a little bit more here. So when we talk about, you know, early on how Bitcoin was going to be the future of money, blah, 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 then there was a phase where a lot of companies started launching their own coin offering. Mm. You know, you, there was a point in time where there were a lot of ICOs, right? People would say, oh yeah, you know, um, 
For instance, if your company is called Tissue Private Limited, I'm going to launch Tissue Coin, mm. right? Blah, blah, blah. So you have all these ICOs, people got into it, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then you kind of think that, okay, so where is this going? So what, what are all these coins going to be used for? Is it going to come a point where if I want to buy tissue, no other coins are going to be accepted except for tissue coin, for example, right? And then after that, you know, we then after then all the ICOs started bombing, Bitcoin's price fell as well, and then it was quiet for maybe about a year and a half to two years. Then we're starting to talk about Bitcoin again because like the founder of Square, PayPal, Elon Musk himself. Tesla, exactly. Yeah, started coming back into the whole Bitcoin conversation. But a lot of them are using it as an inflation hedge, right? So again, if you look at Bitcoin, you will see that the price of Bitcoin is packed to USD. Mm. So it's almost like Forex mm. in a way, right? How much the Bitcoin costs, you are, you are checking the price of Bitcoin against a fiat currency. And that is the problem that I have with Bitcoin. First of all, if it's supposed to change the way money works, why is it packed to a traditional currency like US dollar? It might as well be packed against the price of gold, mm. right? So in that sense, m- me, myself, I can't reconcile why something so revolutionary is still being seen and valued against something so traditional. And so for me, it is hard to see Bitcoin beyond what a lot of people see it as it is today, which is a, a form of investment tool. Mm. So, you know, recently I read an article, you know, about how if you, if you are using Bitcoin to get rich, you know, most likely you will end up selling it at a loss because it is not about making you rich. It is not an investment tool. If, if you are a true, and I say with quotation mark, true believer, true proponent of Bitcoin, you are actually buying into the future, you're actually buying into change, you're actually buying into a challenge. You are changing up the way money is viewed, you're changing up the concept of ownership. Who owns money in this world, right? So it's all very cerebral, it's all very... You will probably need to read a lot of journals and deep thinking papers about this, but yeah, it is this um, conflict that I face when I'm reading all these literature that is causing me to not go all in with cryptocurrency at this moment, as much as I believe that it is the future of money. Mm. I don't know if I make sense. Okay, if I was to throw another question mm. um, that I was thinking about, uh, another client, because when I mentioned that Bitcoin will be finite, mm. he said, okay, fine, sure, yeah. Bitcoin is going to be finite, but you have other crypto that is infinite. So, what difference would it make then if one crypto is uh, finite, but the rest are infinite, then doesn't it kind of throw your balance off or throw the equation out the window? Which was a good point, and I I, I don't have the answer to that question. Well, in that case, then, that means those people who... I don't know whether I'm getting your client's point here, but it seems like... That means what he's saying is don't just invest in Bitcoin. What you're investing is cryptocurrencies in general. And you should buy a different variety of... You should buy many varieties of cryptocurrency just to hedge against... Each other the, Yeah, it's almost like what, what you call it? An ETF? Or is it like a... You know, when, when, when we invest in, in unit trust and they have a lot of funds. A basket, yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. Okay, so 
as as you can tell, the two of us are, are really just trying to figure out mm. where where our stand is with regards to Bitcoin and yeah. and how much we want to invest into into cryptocurrency. Yeah. Um I think okay, this is this is my personal opinion and, and that's what's one of the reasons that is driving me to buy more Bitcoin is that currently the institutions haven't really bought into Bitcoin. Yes, we have that few very big companies mm. that are really buying it and they're buying it a lot. Okay. And I guess because of these few companies that are buying so much, it gives confidence to the other big companies to also follow suit. Mm. And since the time that uh, Elon Musk bought his lot of Bitcoin, I am guessing we have about six weeks before the other companies get their approvals from SEC, from, from mm. their regulations, from their board of directors mm. to buy their own Bitcoin. Yep. Okay. The window is about six weeks. We are now maybe into three weeks mm -hmm. since he bought his batch. Yep. If my, my guess is correct, and if I were to buy now, before the big institutions buy more, mm. this is the sweet spot yep. to buy. Okay. Because if they, do, if they do come on board, they will drive the prices even higher. Mm. Um, if I were to, okay, that's why I'm more aggressive in these few weeks yep. in accumulating my Bitcoin. Okay. But I'm buying... Okay, so to specify, I'm only buying Bitcoin. I'm yep. not buying any other cryptocurrency. Mm. Interesting. Again, before we move on, just remember what we're, what we're doing here is to just have a conversation around Bitcoin. Um, we are not experts. We're not experts. Please do not take our advice and go invest your life savings or take out a loan just to go buy Bitcoin. Okay, that would be really, really risky and maybe yeah. slightly foolish. Yeah. What I'm doing is slightly different, uh, but before I go into what I'm doing, I had a very interesting epiphany last night when I was thinking about, you know, the role of cryptocurrency in general and why people, some people are having a pretty hard time seeing how it works in the world of money, right, as we know it right now. And the analogy I would draw is, imagine, do you remember last time when arcade game, you know, arcade yes. first came about? Uh -huh. So I remember my first visit to an arcade. Okay, went into an arcade, wanted to put a 50 cent coin into a machine and start playing a game. But as it turned out, the machines don't accept 50 cent coins. Ah, okay. What you need to do is go to the counter, give the dude there who handles all the toys and dolls, you know, real money so that he gives you tokens. Yes. Tokens that you can use at this machine to play the game. Yes. And that's a little bit like what cryptocurrency could potentially be. You know, and if you're trying to see like how is, is this gonna shake up the world of money, it could be a scenario like this where suddenly you go in there and you find that your your actual money doesn't work until you go change it for money that's accepted within hmm. the arcade scenario. Hmm, okay. This interesting analogy is making me think a bit because I, I remember yes. back then when I used to go to arcades as well. I used to wonder why they didn't just accept the 50 cents or the $1 coin. It's a coin anyway. Yeah. So why did I need to change tokens? Yeah, exactly. It's the same value. Yeah. Where's the sense in that? I still don't get it. Yeah, precisely. But then now when we go into arcade, we very naturally go to a counter mm -hmm. to change for tokens. Exactly. It's no longer that frustrating feeling where you go in there, you're so excited to play whatever it is, House of Dead or something like that. 
and then Blast you just the yeah, and then you just like why wouldn't the house of dead machine take my dollar coin, my fifty cent coin? You know, so once we get over that initial phase of newness, novelty, and then the frustration, then it comes to acceptance, and with acceptance, then it will come to mass adoption. So I think in terms of cryptocurrency, that could be one way of looking at it. Of course, if you have other cool analogies to share with us, please write to us because I, I, I really am myself trying to figure out just how will we come to use cryptocurrency more widely, right? Now, back to the, the question about how I am buying cryptocurrency. I don't, I'm not just buying Bitcoin. Mm. I have a little bit of that whole FOMO thing. So I don't want to end the whole, you know, don't put, don't put all your eggs in one basket thing. So, so besides Bitcoin, I'm also buying Ether, which is the cryptocurrency for the Ethereum yep. like, you know, um, system, I would call it. And um, recently on Medium, I, I get a lot of my cryptocurrency news on Medium. And recently I read this article about, um, let me see, the top seven altcoins for massive 2021 gains, okay? So basically they're talking about like, you know, besides the big ones like Bitcoin and Ethereum, what other alternatives can you buy to sort of uh, make money out of it? So the other two coins that I'm buying, one of them is Uniswap, U-N-I-S-W-A-P, okay? And so basically what this article says is that, um, Uniswap has been the go-to decentralized exchange for trading literally any ERC-20 token. However, with the high gas fees on Ethereum, the fees to exchange tokens on Uniswap have made it impractical for everyone except people with loads of fun. Whatever that means, right? So out of curiosity, I went to buy Uniswap. And then the other one that I went to buy was Filecoin. So Filecoin is one of the most unique crypto projects I've seen the author, the author writes. It allows users to actually store files through the blockchain, blah, 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 blah. So that's the four things that I have right now. Bitcoin, Ethereum, Uniswap, and Filecoin. Filecoin. And again, do not take our advice. This is what I've noticed. When I put money into Bitcoin and Ethereum, just the two of them, the volatility that I see in my exchange was crazy. Like, you know, every day there's up and down. The swings are, are just the kind of thing that, you know, if you if you put $100,000 into into cryptocurrency kind of stuff, right, you probably get a heart attack maybe like three or five times a day. But when I started putting some money into Filecoin and Uniswap, the volatility kind of stabilized a little bit. Mm. So I'm not seeing wild swings in my entire portfolio. Um, the two coins are not insanely expensive as well. So I, I'm quite close to breaking even ever since I added these two coins into my portfolio. Yeah, so that's how I am putting my money into cryptocurrency. I see. Okay, maybe for me, I've always had that, that bit of a gambling instinct or a mm. gambling streak. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why it's quite exciting for me to see the, the wild uh, fluctuations and I do believe, right, even when I, I talk to my clients, that in order to make money, you need volatility. Yeah. If the market's too flat, then it's as if you're putting money in a bank. Mm. Okay. But I need to repeat once again, because the volatility for Bitcoin is so wild, it needs to be money that you, you can dispose, um, you, can, you can afford to lose. Mm. So using the example of 100k that you said just now, if the 100k is just 1%, 
of your net worth, then by all means. But if 100k is your entire life's savings, then please do not do something so risky. Oh, yep, that's right. Wait, there was a question that I wanted to ask. Oh, so from a financial advisor perspective, mm. what are some of the advice you would share um, to someone, you know, before they plunge headlong into investing or putting money into cryptocurrency and Bitcoin? Okay, as with any other investments that uh, you want to make or you're going to do, please make sure that you have your emergency funds set aside. Okay, this one I will keep repeating mm -hmm. because in a situation or in, in an environment like this where people have been losing their jobs, people have been getting retrenched and there is still a risk that you could get retrenched, it is important to set aside the emergency funds. Okay, mm -hmm. So when that's done, I would say before you go into something risky like Bitcoin or, or cryptocurrency, maybe branch out first into safer instruments like, like shares, like maybe even SGX, our local shares, because it's more stable than US shares. Um, if you want to be even safer, go into unit trust because it's a basket of shares as mm. opposed to just one share. Then when you've tried the safer instruments and you have some spare cash to go into the riskier, newer assets like Bitcoin, by all means. Mm. But I think in, term of, in terms of allocation, put the Bitcoin or the crypto allocation to be the smallest yep. because it, it could bring down your entire portfolio overnight. Mm. Okay, that's interesting. Um, I think from the perspective of someone who's like, you know, dabbling in different investment instruments, uh, just trying not to go bankrupt overnight kind of, <laughs> kind of perspective, I would say that if you want to get into the cryptocurrency space, the volatility is something you need to be prepared for. For sure. Yeah, and it's like, you cannot be spending most of your days just staring at your at the crypto exchange. You know, you can't be like five minutes ago it was this amount, ten ten minutes later it's this amount, and da 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 because it's just gonna drive you crazy. So like where he says, it should not be the lifeblood of your investment portfolio, but rather, you know, um it is something that you can afford to lose money in and you can afford to lose you you know, not it's not something that will make you lose sleep. Mm. just by the volatility alone. And if you're if you're looking at putting in a lot of money into Bitcoin or into any cryptocurrency in particular, my recommendation is that you get a wallet. Mm. Yes. As you mentioned just now, um, it is probably not wise to be over-leveraged or borrowing money to mm -hmm. go into cryptocurrency. Yeah because it's a very high-risk asset class. Okay? Mm. And you don't want to be stuck with all the outstanding debt and crypto went down by 50% overnight mm. and you can't pay yep. your, your debt. Mm. Uh, so for those listening in, please do not be overexposed. Yep. Please do not take on more loan just to get into crypto. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you have a high, higher risk appetite than, than we, we, we two here have, by all means, go do your own homework. But yeah, I, I think for sure, if you're listening to Google's talk about money, we admittedly go on the safer side because obviously we, we don't want you to be, I don't know, losing your money. Overexposed. Yeah, overnight and stuff like that. And things go ugly and 
risking your family's finances. Yeah. So whatever it is that you do, please do your homework. Please go read up on the things that you want to invest in. This goes beyond cryptocurrency. And as usual, if you have any big burning question that you want to ask us, or if you feel that you can contribute towards this conversation around cryptocurrency, we will always welcome your opinion. Please email us at goodgirlstalkaboutmoney@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Until the next episode, goodbye. Bye.